Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. Let's bow and pray. Father God, thank you so much right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we bind every spirit of distraction. We bind everything that's trying to stop us this morning. Lord, everything, Father God, that, that, that is not of you right now, we take authority against it right now, Lord. Lord, I'm asking to anoint their ears so they can hear. Father God, I'm asking for what you're doing in your own life at this church, Father God. Lord, right now, we bind every stronghold, every, every attack of enemy, every spirit of religion, Father God. We bind them in Jesus' name. Lord, we take authority right now, Father God. We ask you, Father, for the word to go forth with power, with anointing, Father God. Lord, I'm asking you to anoint me, Father God. Lord, every spirit of heaviness has to go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We, we take authority right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Um, this week, we're going to keep going with, we've been talking about warfare, spiritual warfare, and last week, we started talking about Satan, and um, it was amazing, and after service, a couple people came to me and said, man, this is what I'm dealing with, and, and, and we're just going to keep going there, because, because the church don't talk about it, and but we have to talk about it. If the Bible speaks about it, how dare us not talking about it? Are we better than the primitive church? Are we better, are we better than the first church? But the reality is, we're still facing an enemy. The, the reality is there's a real devil out there. The church don't want to talk about it, but it's a reality. Hollywood is not afraid to talk about it. They're not afraid to, to, to tell the world who they're serving. And the church is, is quiet about it. The church don't want to talk about it. But, but it was amazing after service Sunday, we have family, fans after family come and say, hey, Pastor James, pray for us. This is what's going on in our own life. But that's good because God is working in our lives. Somebody say amen. So this morning, last week, we talked about, talk about where did Satan came from. We said Satan was a created being. Uh, we talked about that he was not, he's not equal to God. He's not equal to God. He was a, he's a created being. And, 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 and after that, we said Satan was created perfect. He was the symbol of perfection. He was the seal of perfection. Uh, and last week we talked about he was intelligent, that Satan is really smart. And, and one thing I, I, we bring last week, some of us in our world, we think we can outsmart the devil. We think we can outsmart God. We think we can do anything, and the enemy's not going to do anything to us. One of the biggest lies of the enemy said, hey, I'm smart enough, I can do this, I can break God's rule, nothing's going to happen. No. If you break God's rule, He's very intelligent. Somebody say amen. And we talk about, and we talk about, um, Father, check this out for me. And we talk about that Lucifer was created handsome. He was beautiful. The Bible says he was a seal of perfection, and he was very beautiful, and that's why he got, he became prideful. Um, And after that, we said, one of the points that we bring, we said, we don't treat our enemy lightly, and, and we don't flirt with darkness. If you think something is not right, you don't flirt with it. You don't flirt with the enemy. You don't flirt with the occult. You don't flirt with witchcraft. You don't flirt with, with, with Ouija board. You don't flirt with spiritualism. You don't flirt with necromancy. You don't, you don't, you don't flirt with, with transcendental meditation, inner healing, crystal healing, astral projection. 
We don't flirt with those stuff. You don't flirt with voodoo. You don't flirt with those things because those things will be cursed upon your life. As Christians, we don't play with, with things like that. Amen? Somebody say amen. So this morning, we're going to talk about the judgment, how God judged Satan. How God judged Satan. If you have your Bible, let's turn it quickly to Isaiah 14, verse 13. Go ahead, um, throw that verse out there. The Bible said when Satan wanted to insult, wanted to go to heaven and, and, and trying to give God a coup d'etat, the, the whole process started in his heart. Let me say that again. When Satan in his mind says, I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to find a way to, to give God a coup d'etat. The Bible said the idea got into his heart. That was his heart. The idea at first came into his heart. And because the Bible said, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. This is Satan is talking about. He said, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Satan said, you know what? I'm, I'm good looking. I'm perfect. I have angels underneath me. In fact, he was a worship leader in heaven. Um, he said in his heart, I can give, I can take over everything. So it was in his heart that he makes the decision. So one of the first judgment God gave Satan, it was his heart. One of the first judgment that God lay on him after he did, after God kicked him in, out of heaven, the Bible says one of the first judgment God did, it was his heart. Put the next verse. This is what happened. He says, this is what he says, Ezekiel 28, verse 16. He says, therefore, because of what you have done, if you read the whole passage, he says, I have brought fire inside of you and will devour you. Basically, the Bible says, God said, because of what you did, Satan, because of what happened in your heart, because that's where you started sinning, your heart will be burning with fire. I will burn your heart with fire. Basically, you have no longer, you, you're not going to have no heart. Basically, you, you're somebody with no heart, no compassion. That was the first judgment that God lay on him. Put the next verse. Well, in the next verse, it says, and Job, it, Leviathan is one of the way God describes Satan in the Bible. And he says, this is what happened to Satan. He said, because of what you did, because of, of, of your heart, your heart has become as a rock. When he was in God's presence, he had a normal heart. When he was in God's presence, he was compassionate. But once he left God's presence, his heart has become as a rock. Have you ever seen people that walk away from God? When you walk away from God, it's a dangerous place to be. When you walk away from God, especially us that used to walk with God, we know Jesus, we used to go to church, and, and for some reason, the enemy has taken you away from him, one first thing that happened, it's your heart. No longer your heart is no longer passionate about the things of God. Church just becomes just another thing. Your relationship with God just becomes, oh, okay, just, yeah, I'm a Christian. But deep inside of your heart, you lost the passion, you lost the desire, you lost the fire that was inside of you. When you step out of God's presence, what used to make you mad gonna become normal. What used to make you angry become normal to you. Stuff that used to get in your nerve, now you're gonna look at it and say, it's okay. It's because your heart 
Because when you stay away from God's presence, when you're not in the word of God, when you're not seeking God, your heart, that's what happened when you step out, out of the presence of God. People. You have, you have issues with everybody. What the problem was not with everybody. It was because one person. But because, one, because you didn't forgive that person now, it's taking over your whole body. You got to protect your heart this morning. Protect your heart because your heart is your conscience. And that's why the Bible says you have to be careful. Satan left the presence of God and his, and his heart become as a rock. No longer God's things doesn't matter to him because that was the judgment. Somebody say amen. amen. Creating me a clean heart. Is this your prayer this morning for God to create a clean heart in your life? Keep your heart pure. Protect your heart. A sinful heart is a magnet for divine judgment. That's why you have to be careful. You protect your heart from evil things. The second judgment God put on Satan is profane. Um, it says, the Bible said, Ezekiel said, you were perfect in all your ways when you were created. You were a seal of perfection. Basically, the Bible says you were, you were a model of perfection. It was the best creature that God created. He was the model of perfection. He was perfect in everything. And that's why he got prideful. He was a symbol of perfection. If you want to look perfect, if you want to look, you know, what's something that was perfect, it was Satan. But one of the judgment that God put on him, the Bible says in and, and Ezekiel, 20, and Ezekiel uh, 28, verse 18, he says, You defy your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities. As a result of this, you become as a profane thing. You become profane. You know what a profane is? Trash. He was a symbol of perfection, but when he walked away from God, God said, You become trash. That was on his judgment that God poured on him. He said, you become a profanity. Get out. You become a profane thing. He was perfect, but God said, you become trash. You degraded. You were poisoned. You were corrupted, infected, dirty, soul stained. He become a worthless things, worthless when you walk away from God, if you used to know God, you walk away from God, you will end up doing unimaginable things. Have you ever met people who used to walk with God, they used to go to church, and then four or five years, they thought they got it together, and you look at the life and say, what happened? They're doing the most unspeakable things. Say, this is crazy. Drugs, they're taking drugs, their life's falling apart, they're popping pills, they, 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 you know, it's like, it's like, like Yesterday, we met some couple people like that. They used to go to church, and they stay away from God. Next thing you know, they're popping pills. Their skin are falling off because they're taking that crazy crystal meth. Because once you, leave, once you leave the God's presence, you no longer have that connection with him. You will do the most despicable things that you said, oh, there's no way I could have done something like that. Because that's what the enemy does. He'll make us do despicable things, things we, that, that, can, that you can't even imagine. 
I was reading this, there's, there's, you know, one of those, one of big rock and roll guy, before you get on the stage, you know, he's, he's serving the, uh, he's, he's demons, but one thing he does, when he, before he gets on stage, he get around with, with all the, with all the musicians and stuff, so what they do, he pass a cup, everybody spit on it, and he has to drink. That's nasty. You will do profane things. You will do un, unimaginable thing when you walk away from God because that's what the enemy does. Profane, worthless, trash. He said, you thought you were perfect, but you are trash out of my presence. Get out of here. You become trash. You are trash. And that's what the enemy does when we walk away from God. You'll do nasty stuff. Okay, okay let's, let me get into your world. Let's... You, you, Nicki Minaj, okay? I, I think that's her name. There's another one, too. And, and she had something on MTV. You know, people were talking about it. I didn't watch this bunch of trash. But you, in your mind, you're asking, she's a woman. She got, I think she's married, too. The despicable thing those people are doing on TV said, what is wrong? Come on. That's normal sense. Even people who, who's have, who's have, who's have nothing to do with Christianity, they have a sense of morals. Say, How can you do that? In front of everybody, the most despicable things. We got a bunch of adults here. You know, they, uh, there was a guy and 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 um, um, a senator. Um, I forgot what he did, but they said one of the reasons they found he was he was doing some despicable, like he, they found in his in his um, on his computer um, stuff with kids. You know, it's like you have everything, right? Despicable thing. That's what the enemy does. Somebody say amen. I know it's not a happy message, but we need to know when you leave the God's presence, you will do degrading things because that's what the enemy does. Sin will make you dirty when you walk away from God. And today I'm asking you to get closer to God. Get closer to Jesus. Not fall away from him. Get closer to him. Not only that, one of the second, one of the third judgment God put on, 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 on Satan, he was beautiful. The Bible says, put the next verse for me, Dre. Um, go to the next one. Yes, the Bible said Satan was full of beauty. He was beautiful. And, 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 and because the Bible said he had pipes, he had instruments inside of him, and, and because he was worship leader, he didn't need a band, he was a band himself. Listen to this. When he stood there, he lead, he's leading worship in heaven. He didn't need nothing out of his body. Stuff coming out, um, pipes, everything, drums, everything. He was beautiful. That's why he, that's what God entered. God gave him a gift, but he became prideful. He thought he had it. He was beautiful. When he stand there, when he when he opened his mouth, stuff stuffs coming out of, out of him because you know that's how God created him. He was a worship leader. He was a band by himself. He had the bass, drums, everything in him. But there was, but well, let, me, let me stop right there because if you have questions about the rapture, let me show you this something. And all the instruments, listen to this. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Spirit right now. There was one instrument, and all the instruments God put inside of him, if you read the passage, but there was one instrument God did not give him. Come on, somebody. Ah, there was one instrument God did not give him. You know what instrument was that? The trumpet. You missed that. You missed that. You see, this is this is old school stuff. The Bible said at the sound, 
of the trumpet. Come on, somebody. When we hear this, God said, I know what you can do, Satan. You know what? In all the instrument, because God knows everything. And all the instrument he gave Satan, he did not give him the trumpet. You know why? Because he doesn't want us to be confused with the devil's trumpet. He said, this instrument, I'm going to keep it for myself. Let me tell you, one day, soon and very soon. I said, soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. Let me tell you, if you play in Christianity, you think this thing's a joke, one day you're going to show up here, you're not going to find me. Let me say that again. One day you're going to show up here, you're going to have church by yourself. Because let me tell you, soon and soon and very soon, God's going to come back and, and rapture the church. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's coming back. He's coming back again. He's coming back. I said he's coming back again for his church. Hallelujah. But let me, let me stop right there because I have to say one thing too. Because some of you are snubbed when we're worshiping. And you're looking at us like, what is Felix doing? You know, I don't need to worship like this. He doesn't require all of that. First of all, let me say this. It's a parenthesis. If I'm dancing, I'm not dancing for you. This is not visible, God. But one thing he talks about, the rapture, he said at the voice and the sound is music and word. Music and word. Music and word. What is music and word? Worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you, we better start worshiping because in heaven, that's all you're going to do. Amen? The Bible said he was beautiful. He was beautiful. And but one of the judgments that God put on him, his beauty, God says in Ezekiel, um, Ezekiel, 20, Ezekiel 28, verse 19, he said, one of the judgments that God put on him, put the next verse, um, Jerry. One of the, one, Ezekiel 20, verse 19, he says, one of the judgments God put on him is he became ugly. He said, the Bible says, Satan has to transform himself into angels of light. Catch that. Read your Bible slow. And in order for him to, to, to deceive you, he has to transform himself to an angel of light. But when he, anytime he has to take his normal position, he's ugly. The Bible said he's coming out the water. It's a, it's, a, it's a beast with seven heads. Because God said, you are so beautiful. You think you had everything together? One of the judgment I'm going to put in, I'm going to make you become ugly. You be, you're going to become ugly. He, says, he said, all who knew you among the people are astonished because you become an hour. When people saw him in the last days, when God is judging, they're going to say, is, this that the, is, that, is that the person that was, is that, is that the guy, Satan? Man, he's ugly. There's nothing beautiful about the demonic. I know the world we're living out, they said there's, there's, you, you can be neutral. There's God's side, there's a gray side, and there's the devil's side. There's no middle ground. And there's nothing pretty about the dark side. There's nothing pretty about the dark side. It's our, the Bible described as a beast with seven heads coming out the water, if you read in Revelation. Sin will make you ugly. It'll be nice for a season, but sin will make you ugly. Yes, 
that chick at work who sent you that text. Yes, yeah, she's good looking, and you have your good wife at home. Oh, man, I feel the passion. Yeah, but when you get, when you get served with that divorce paper, it's no longer pretty. Yeah, it was fun to take that shot. It was fun to take that drug. Yeah, it was fun, man. I feel good. But five years down the road, when you lose everything, it was cool at a moment. become ugly. It was fun at first when you start watching a porn on t- on yeah, it was cool. Then you start losing your passion for your wife. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun to play with that Ouija board. Yeah, it was cool. But you open a door for demonic powers to come to your home. It was fun for a season. Yeah. And then you get addicted and the enemy is running rampant in your life. You said why you cannot, why you cannot move in life, stuff happening, you're having bad dreams. Well, you open a door. It was fun, but it's not fun anymore when you've been tormented at night. I know the modern day church don't talk about that. That's what God doesn't call us to be popular. We can tell the truth. Yes, it was, and that's what Demi does. It, everything looks, he has a way to package it to make it look so nice. It looks so cool. It looks very cool. Man, I feel the passion. That girl's good looking. Ooh, that man, yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, that mm, 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 gonna say ouch one day. Because you're gonna end up losing your kids, losing everything that you work for. Somebody say amen. I know it's not a happy message, but we have to talk about those things. When you live, you have you ever met people who, you know, my mother, she used to pray a lot, and she passed away. But one thing I love, you know, a couple of times, mom prayed like six hours, eight hours a day, like, like insane. But a couple of times, uh, I was sitting at the, at the store, and then uh, she was praying in the back. And then it wasn't me, but people that works for us, when she came back from the prayer, they would say, hey, hey, man, were you praying, Pastor Christian's wife? You know, in my culture, that's how they call you by the husband. He said, were you praying? He said, yeah, because people could see. Her face will shine. There's something about being the presence of God. When you pray, you're spending time with God. Have you ever seen a picture before you used to get saved and the picture after you get saved? You ever seen those pictures? And you see how your face used to be? Before you got saved and when you got saved, you put them together? You could literally see it. You could literally see it. That's the same thing. When you leave God's presence... When you're not following God's, sooner or later, even your body change. Scientific, they've proven people that goes to church who pray spend more, spend, live, live like five years longer. It's not, it's not scientific proven. People that go to church who has, who has a relationship, they live longer. It's the truth. Because when you're in God's presence, You reflect his glory. Somebody say amen. amen. Next thing, the other judgment God put on them. You're going to love this. He became dumb. Satan, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 28 verse 12, put that for me. He said you were, he was, you were still perfection full of wisdom. That's when he was really smart. Oh, you're going to love this. Man, 
tell you're going to love this. I feel this. He was full of wisdom. But when he left God's presence, as he, look at this. Look at this. He said, you were, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, right? And you corrupted your wisdom. When he left God's presence, he became dumb. The Bible says he didn't take all his intelligence. He's still he's very intelligent. That's why the enemy keep tricking us. He keep just reinventing the wheel. Like he used the same stuff, just put another name on it. The same stuff the 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 ultras used to fight for. He just changed the name, put a different package, but it's the same tactic. The Bible said his wisdom was tainted. And 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 because that, that was one of the judgment God put on him. So watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm gonna give you an example. Now let's let's bring it home. You see, Satan, he think all the time he thinks he can destroy God's plan. Because he thinks he's intelligent. The Bible said God, there was a man called Joseph in the Bible, if you don't know who it is. God said he gave Joseph a, a vision to come and, 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 and govern. He's, God's going to do something big for him. And the Bible says his brother turned against him. He said Satan heard the dream, the plan that God has for, for Joseph. Listen, watch this. And just be... You guys learned this lesson. Just because God gives you a dream and a vision doesn't mean the enemy is not going to come attack you. So the Bible said God gave Joseph a big vision. He says, you're going to do great things. But Satan comes in and said, man, we got, I got to destroy Joseph. What am I going to do? I'm going to create hate in his brother's heart. In his mind, Satan thinks that he's destroying the plan. And he's, he's doing it because he has limited wisdom. But, but God knows everything. God said, okay, I'm going to let you use it. I'm going to use your plan, Satan, to fulfill my plan. Amen. So he thinks he was killing Joseph, put Joseph in prison, in a well, lie about him, that crazy chick, that Jezebel lady, lie about him. He thought he was shutting down Joseph. But God used that to bring Joseph to become a prime minister of Egypt. You're missing this. You're missing this. You're missing this. Let's go to the New Testament. Paul. If you don't know who Paul is, let me stop right there. Let me tell you who Paul is. Jesus laid a foundation. Paul put the walls together. Jesus wrote the music. Paul played the music. Everything that we know about the Bible Doctrine, everything we know about the church, communion, baptism. Paul wrote it, okay? This is Paul. So the Bible says God, God stopped using Paul. Paul is writing all the books. People are getting saved. And Satan said, hmm, we got to stop this guy. We got to stop this man. We got to shut him down. We got to shut him down because this guy's the Gentiles, us, they're getting saved. So what am I going to do? I'm going to hire, I'm going to call, I'm going to get um, Pilate. Um, um, Pilate, the biggest woman emperor, during, the biggest government during this time, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take away Paul. I'm going to take Paul away from Jerusalem. I'm going to send him all the way to Rome in a jail cell. So he cannot preach, so he cannot do anything. And not only that, this, watch this. The Bible says when Paul was leaving Jerusalem that, that they sent to him 300 soldiers. It's not only 300 soldiers. There were the, the Navy SEAL, the people that used to protect Pilate. They used to protect Caesar. 
300 soldiers, Navy SEAL soldiers, came to Jerusalem. They said, we, don't, we hate this guy so much, we're going to shut him down. You guys are not getting this. Well, so we're going to take the, this, the, 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 the Navy SEAL soldier from, from Caesar. Those guys, they don't play. They got big muscle. You're talking about the best of the best. Because Satan said, I have to shut down Paul. Because if we don't shut down Paul, this guy's giving us a headache. We got to shut him down. So they sent 300 soldiers to, to guard Paul, and they put Paul in chain. They're bringing Paul from, from Jerusalem to, to Rome. But listen to this. The enemy thought he was shutting down Paul. The enemy said, I got Paul good this time. I got so he can't write books for the Christians. And God in his wisdom says, because Paul had so much enemies. You're not getting this. Paul had false, the, the early church, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, he had so much hate towards him. Those guys, they were planning to assassinate him. So God said, the enemy thought, oh, I'm going to shut down Paul. But God said, I'm going to use the best soldiers of the best to protect Paul. They thought they were holding Paul and captives. No, 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 no. They were bodyguard protecting Paul so we can have this gospel. So the enemy said, not only that, Paul, I'm going to send you in jail. So if Paul was outside, if Paul was outside, he would probably not have time to write all the 16 epistles of the Bible. So the Bible, Satan thought putting him in jail is going to shut him down. But Paul had time. Mm, my God. Paul had time to sit down. Not only that, he had a guard and didn't thought he was shutting down, but he was protecting Paul. And Paul had time to write Ephesians 6. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. The enemy thought he was shutting down Paul, but God was using it to protect him, Paul. And today, we have the Bible. We have the Bible. What the enemy meant for evil. God turned it The biggest mistake he did is shut down this place. Because let me tell you, this place he shut down, we're going to stand up. We're going to fight the enemy. We're going to reach people. Somebody say amen. amen. But it's not, it's not over. It's not over. The Bible says, put the next verse for me. Put the next verse for me. The Bible says, you have that, you have that verse? The Bible says, Satan... Because he's limited his intelligence, right? He's limited his intelligence. He thought at first, killing Jesus, killing Jesus, in his mind, he think he got Jesus. He said, you know what? I'm going to kill this man because this man is giving me headache. But the Bible says, there's a, I can't find, I don't, I don't know if you put, did I put that verse? The Bible says, if, if he knew, if he knew that was all in the plan, he, he was just a tool for God's plan. The Bible said, if he knew about it, 
if he knew that Jesus was going to rose from the dead, and today, because of the sacrifice, because of what he has done at the cross, me and you can sit here today. The Bible says, the verse says, he said, if he knew, they will never crucify him. If he knew that all this wasn't planned, he will not crucify Jesus. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. The biggest mistake that the enemy has done is attacking you. The biggest mistake the enemy has done is throwing all the stuff towards you. Because let me tell you, some of you, in the hell you went through, the things that you went through, now look at you. When you pray, you don't pray like the same. Let me, talk, let me preach to myself because maybe some of your life isn't perfect for you. Things have been great for you. Let me preach to myself. James, if the enemy knew the stuff he went through when you lost your business, when you lost everything that you had, you didn't have anything, you were, you were, you were so, so depressed, you stayed in a room for three months, you did not shave. All I had, it was a Bible and a worship. If he knew, he would not send all those stuff towards me. Because now, because all the hell that I went through, because of all the hell that I went through, I become a prayer warrior. I become a better preacher. I love people because of the pain that I went through. Somebody say amen. amen. Sometimes you have to raise your hand and say, Satan, do whatever you want to do. But God's going to use it for his glory. Somebody say amen. But not only that, in closing, you can go on. Um, the Bible says that Satan said in his heart, I will sit, I will go up on the mount of the congregation on the forest side of the north, which means the highest place in heaven. But God says, because you want it to go higher, I'm going to bring you to the lowest place. The lowest depth of the pit, Isaiah 14, verse 15. After his rebellion, hell became Satan's official residence. The Bible says, everyone who exalts himself will be humble. And everyone who humble himself will be exalted. The greatest danger with us is think we don't need God. Because once you think you don't need God, basically you exalting yourself higher than God. Let me say that again. Can I even say that? I don't know if I can say that. Okay. We can rewind this later. The greatest danger for us you think you don't need God. And when you don't need God, you become your own God. And if you become your own God, God has only one throne in heaven. It's only one throne. It's his throne. All of, all of us has to submit to him. All of us has to bow before him because he's God. And when we try to raise ourselves, it begs you to say we don't need God and there's only one place. It's not me. That's what the Bible says. He said, he say, you have one place, Satan, because you try to exalt yourself. But I'm going to bring you to the lowest place, to hell, to the pit. That was his judgment. 
It's a dangerous place to leave God's house. It's a dangerous place to walk away from God. It's a dangerous place to think you don't need God. It's a dangerous place to say, God, you're not that important. God, you're not the center of my world. I got everything together. It's a dangerous place. Everything was perfect. God gave Satan everything. Lucifer, that was his name before the fall. He had everything. Everything was perfect. Beauty, everything was perfect. But he said, I don't need God. I can do this on my own. And God, he lost everything. And his heart became like a rock. When you step out, out of God's presence, when God no longer become everything for you, watch your heart. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Guard your heart. Because that's where it started at. Guard your heart. Because pride, the flesh, the world, your own mindset will tell you, you got this together, you don't need God. And the more, the, far, the further away you move away from God, the harder it becomes. You used to cry, you used to love Jesus. At, nobody had to tell you to raise your hand to serve him. Now we have to, you have to have a cheerleader, the team, everybody to, to tell you to love on him. When's the last time you touched the Bible? When's the last time you started to speak and cry, have tears in your eyes? Some of you have not ever shed a tear at the feet of Jesus. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Because your heart can become as a rock. I've met many people this week, yesterday. Many people we met yesterday. They said, I used to go to church, Pastor, but I've not been to church. When's the last time you been to church? 15 years. And you look at their life and say, man, what happened? Pastor, I know I've done wrong, I've done wrong, but something is wrong. I don't have it. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Every day we have to watch our heart. That our heart doesn't become numb to the things of God. That our heart doesn't become numb to his presence. That our heart doesn't become, we just become religious. We just become religious because there's a lot of religion. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Everybody in the South is Christian. Everybody in the South is Christian. But when you look at their life, there's no relationship. It's just words. Yeah, I go to the church. When you ask them, what's the name of your pastor? I'm not saying church is going to save you because church cannot save you. But what I'm saying to you, watch your heart. Don't let the enemy put stuff in your mind. Watch your heart. Not only that, the Bible says there was a guy. He had everything at his home. He was rich. But he wanted to go party, the Bible says. He wanted to go party. He left. He said, God, he said, Dad, I want my, my portion. I want my inheritance. And he left. He left his dad's place. The Bible says the first few weeks he was partying. He was partying. Everybody was, everybody was enjoying the time that, everybody was enjoying the money that he had. But money dwindling. There were no money. Because he was spending not less partying his face. He started losing his beauty. Not only that, he lost everything. He started eating with pigs. That's the lowest thing for a Jewish person, person to eat with pigs. You see, sin will take you far, further away 
away from me. I do things that you don't want to do. But one day, but one day, one day said, I'm going to go back. One day, he got up and said, I'm going to go back to my house. I'm going to go back to my father's house. I'm going back. And he made that decision to get up and say, I'm going back. Going back. But there's one point in the story I like. The father, when the father saw him, he ran in and gave him a hug and said, come back. But the father said something in the story I never seen before. He said, get me a calf. The best calf. The calf, for you to have relationship with God, it has to be sacrificed. The calf, the reason Jesus, that died for us. That said, you can't come back and have relationship with because of the blood of Jesus. Because somebody died before you today so you can have a relationship with him. It doesn't matter how far you fall away from God. There was a sacrifice made for you so you can come back and have a relationship with him. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We love you. Do it, do it again. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bow, every heart close. If you have run away from God, today's your day.